0: This is the Mental Health and Wellbeing Radio Show with Russell Prue. Listeners, absolutely thrilled to introduce for the second time in as many months. It's just amazing. Sue Atkins, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. The author of the many, many titles, but my favourite, I think, was The Dummy's Guide to Parenting. It was amazing. It was one of those lovely black and yellow books. You'll remember those. You'd pick those up years and years ago. Sue, welcome to the show and thanks so much for spending time with us today.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm delighted to be here with you today. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Oh, brilliant. Um, Big topic, mental health, anxiety, lots of issues in the classroom and at home. We're finding that blurring of those traditional demarked lines and very, very difficult. Lots of anxious uh, young folks. Now, just something that caught my eye, um, your monster spray, your anti-monster spray that you tweeted just the other day. Now, tell the listeners, let's just start with that one. This is just brilliant. Where did you come up with that cracking
1: idea? I don't know. I I started to do stuff on Instagram. You think, oh, God, it's got to be visual, hasn't it? Mm. So I do tips and scripts with little pictures. And, you know, instead of saying that, try this because it wants to be positive. So tips and scripts were on Instagram. And then I thought it'd be quite handy to have some parenting hacks. And I did about 40 of them, actually, behind my parenting club that was behind the paywall so then i've started to bring them out onto my youtube and then i thought well i'll get them visual and a lot of children certainly toddlers you know young children they think oh you know there's a oh, there's a spider or there's a monster or there's an alien or a ghost or whatever they're going through while they're you know growing and developing and getting more aware of life and i thought well you could if you want to. And it's not the be all and end all i mean you need to talk with them too but you can get a aren't you an empty one we've got one for the dog to stop him jumping up on me to be quite honest you can pop a bit of um i don't know lavender oil in it or something because that smells nice and it's meant to relax you and you go around and you help your little one spray the monsters away and then they go to sleep and everything's fine so it's not you know it's just a little bit of fun it's not serious stuff but i've got loads of those and if you listen to my toddler roadback um podcast i put them in there i put the tips and scripts in there each week and i put the parenting hacks in there as well
0: parenting hacks that was that was the trigger there as well absolutely stunning folks if you haven't had a look at that you so should um sue is amazingly clever and, and what we like about her on our shows particularly her educational credentials she comes to us with an enormous uh, number of years at classroom experience and senior leadership as well which i think it makes a whole lot uh, different for us and our perspective because we can kind of connect with other friends and colleagues um from education it makes a big difference lots of classroom practitioners um not complaining because we don't to complain but reporting lots of incidents lots of issues with anxiety with non-compliance with kids that have just lost that social skill i mean they haven't i mean politicians would have us believe that schools were closed for two years and that's not at all true uh, and we remained open and we did our very best in very challenging circumstances but it was different and i wonder that it's that coping strategy that kids have well, we've never taught them that have we really we're still playing the you know as Ian Gilbert would say that kind of guess what's on the, the exam paper game we're still playing that with with young folks and and really we should be spending time building those characters building those resiliences building those kinds of things um and you've got some you're really good your your toddlerroadmap.com that's your site isn't it tell me some more about that
1: yes yeah. Well, I wrote that because I was getting an enormous amounts of uh, emails in and questions on my you know, podcast around my toddler hasn't been socialized, hasn't been out. We haven't done much. There was lockdowns. Will they be damaged long term? then out came Ofsted with some sort of research that said, yes, quite a few of children have suffered anxiety and isolation. They're not used to empathy because the masks are over people. People's faces, they can't read faces as well. Uh, and you hadn't really thought about that, you know, just keeping everyone safe. But actually, they had missed cues and things like that. Now, I just had one. Actually, I'm uh, an expert on Peanut, the app. There's about 2.6 million women on there, and I'm their Peanut pro on there around parenting. And I got one this morning about a bus five, actually. I didn't answer it then. Um, around the socialization, anxiety about their toddler not being able to, you know, engage at home, fine, but going out socially anxious, bit shy, not sure. What should you do? And so I've got tips on, on my website all around these things about worry and anxiety and stress. You can just Google Sue Atkin stress or anxiety up. It comes somewhere. But I, I reassured her. And I'm actually going after this. I volunteer at my local library in Wallingham to do uh, rhyme time with the babies and the toddlers. I sing because I like singing. But Language development, social skills, all of those things are so important. So I thought I'd volunteer my time to go and sing with them. And it's not just about the babies and toddlers. I make sure the mums, the grandmas, mm. the carers, the dads, they get to know each other's names. I haven't quite got as far as getting them over to the cafe over the road for a coffee. But that's my intention for a community so that we recover from from what's happened to us all and of course if mum and dad and grandma are confident and relaxed and sociable over time of course your little one learns to be like that too but don't force them and actually as a little girl myself at five I do remember hiding behind my mum a couple of times because people think this is enormously funny but I was quite shy as a little girl (laughs) but I overcame it
0: <laughs> and admirably, I'd never have noticed. Do you think, though, before the pandemic, uh, Sue, that we were on a downwards trend with the social socialisation? I, I, I just loads of um uh, vi- visual images of parents collecting their kids on, on their phone, and the child's oh. not on the phone. The parents mm-hmm. are on the phone and yes. and, and wheeling push chairs along. Still see it today, and the parents are engaged in, a, in their WhatsApp kind of social media space and not talking to the child about. Oh, look, there's a red car. Oh, look, there's a, there's a tree yeah. there. What's What's that tree called oh let's let's talk about what those kinds of do you think we're already on there and the pandemic's just made that a whole lot worse
1: I do, I don't like finger pointing And tut-tutting at people People are doing their best, but sometimes younger mums And dads don't always realise, they've grown up With their phones on their hand Connected all the time, I remember You know, I'm on the, I was on Kidzania's um, educational Think tank, Mm. and I remember Coming out of a meeting and seeing a mum She was standing outside the shop, and the Baby was given the iPad And the toddler was given the phone, while Mm. she was I don't know what she was doing for a minute or two And I thought, if that's just the electric babysitter to default, then you're right. They're not pointing out the crane or the bird or look at the sky or look at that ambulance go by and look at that red car and all of that sort of language development. So, again, this is not about finger-pointing on that. It's about encouraging parents to just put the phone down because children are looking and learning and watching and observing you all the time. So, of course, that's what they will do. And if you just hand it to them because you don't want them to cry and it becomes something you just do without thinking, then i want you to pause to ponder and just think what else could you do that might be a little bit better for them mm,
0: that's why i think your whole package the whole package of the sue atkins uh, emporia is immensely useful now because it's packed with really pra- practical advice and you're not doing any finger pointing and people are just looking at these great pieces of advice that are kind of boosting confidence and, and getting folks excited and everything so um tell me what's new with you at the moment what, what are you working on at the moment
1: Uh, Well, I've just uh, finished filming with Disney, Um, The Gift of Play, which I was thrilled about, really, because they approached me and said, play is going to be really important as we come through the pandemic. I thought, oh, absolutely. Mm. Not the government thing about, you know, let's do catch up all the time. You know, let's play. Let's get back to childhood, because that is children's learning, no matter how old they are, not just toddlers right up to any age you know we all need to be free to relax to play to explore and of course i write a lot about play so disney said could you give us 10 tips so i filmed with them and uh, they've got katie piper she was doing some stuff and then they had the theater of imagination giving play starters Hmm. so it's a wonderful website um do check it out we can put it in into your show notes or something like that because you can download a free guide all around play just to get you You know, playing, thinking there's puzzles, there's activities, there's play starters, just to help your children have fun. And I've also written a lot about play because there are six stages of play. And I have a bit of a a poster that goes around the place. It's on my toddler roadmap as well to show you all the different types of play. There is sort of parallel play when they're little, they're playing alongside someone. By the time they're four or five, they are actually engaging in games and playing together together but then you've got your little baby who's sort of you know playing alone and playing with their fingers and things and toes so there's all sorts of play and if you're not sure of which stage they're at check it out because you might find it helpful
0: no amazing i'm just delighted that disney have um have kind of have taken this whole topic seriously now and 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 of investing in you and and getting you as an expert onto their shows and kind of leading from this and what, what was their prompt do you think
1: I suppose the idea of imagination, um, I think way, way back, you know, Walt Disney, it's all about uh, imagination, pretend, play, uh, enjoyment, education, as well as entertainment. So, of course, they've seen it now through the pandemic and thought they'd like to give back a bit around encouraging recovery and play, of course, is an ideal way to, to explore all of those things with your children, with or without, because sometimes they like to play together, sometimes I like to play with you, sometimes they just want to play on their own. So there's a whole load of things going on, though. If you're not sure what's going on, it's not flashcards. No. It's about just exploring and playing and having fun. And let's face it, after a pandemic, relaxing and then you've got the news on constantly with the next thing which is you know the ukraine so there's a lot of anxiety around family life the cost of living is going up people are worried about food about petrol it's not an easy time to be raising children i mean people probably say that all the time but this is a very unusual period in history and i'm here to support nurture and go. Give a helping hand, not a pointy finger, really.
0: No, very helpful. Now the conference is being held here in Wales, and you've just prompted an interesting question there as well. Uh, Mark, uh, the first minister, was uh, tweeting yesterday uh, that he was really pleased to say that I think 150,000 uh, refugees are being welcomed into Wales, which is just laudable, excellent news. Uh, do you have top tips for people in the community? How do we make make those folks welcome? What things can we do, particularly when language is a barrier? With that, uh, are there any uh, immediacies uh, that we should be focused on, particularly as educators, but also as parents and as community participants?
1: In my Subatkins Book Club, um, I put up all sorts of things. And I put up some books around refugees and how to handle it, whether you've got a toddler or you've got year six or whatever age it is. And also for teachers, I'm not claiming to be an expert in that area at Mm. all, but I like to share certainly on Twitter good practice from other people. I'm always retweeting good things. Mm. But if you're interested in books that start conversations, I always think books are a great way to start important conversations with small people. And that is one way to look at it. If you go onto my website, it's called the Sue Atkins Book Club. You might find some stuff there as well.
0: Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Great advice as well. I'm just thrilled to chat with you. It's a most exciting time, and I think it is really good. Um we do need some expertise and we need some confidence as practitioners to be able to meet yes. the challenge head on. It is it is a tricky business and and if you haven't got senior leadership involved in your idea of how you kind of move things forward. I mean, I spend a lot of my time doing radio workshops with schools, either virtually, so I don't go and we use their microphone. And uh, there is a, a tangible outcome, and that is a live show at the end of the day. And colleagues often struggle for those Tangible bits of their learning, and it's great to have some expertise and some top tips as well. Uh, any uh, top tips on working within a school to try and get you know, as well as a practitioner? So you know, we're pretty uh, we're just coming out of the Easter break now. Thank goodness, it's been a very long mm. and very hard term, as you'll uh, uh, you'll agree. Yeah. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's not looking that much better going forward into into summer. I have. To, it's going to be really tricky. There's a lot of demands, a lot of bad news, a lot of worry, a lot of concern for for practitioners and i wonder you know if they've got a cracking idea how do they implement some of these strategies where do they go
1: well the interesting thing before i say that is about um i always think of the analogy of the on an airplane remember when we've traveled on those the uh, if you were in trouble you know down came the the mask on you first so you're in a good place so me time is important make sure you get plenty of me time away from You know, the children from your family, sometimes on your own, go for a run, go for a read, whatever you do to recharge your batteries, because that's really important. You, you can't run on empty and do some mindfulness or walk in, you know, walk in nature, whatever it is. You must look after yourself first. And then look for like-minded people, people who listen, people who are open, people want to join you on your journey of your good idea. And in fact, interestingly enough, I notice I'm involved in quite a few on Twitter. That's my preferred social media platform, actually. I mean, everyone has their own. Uh, some people have LinkedIn and I have them all, of course, but I tend to find... You can find really good things on there. If you put in early years or you put in practitioner or you you ask me or join me, I'm Sue Atkins on Twitter, because there's a host of wonderful people on a Wednesday, I think they do all sorts of retweeting around practitioners coming together. I know Georgina Durrant, she does a a special thing on Twitter around Senco Mm. and special needs. And she's got a podcast and all sorts of great things in her book. So connecting with like-minded people inspires you, keeps you going. And, you know, we all need that because you need an awful lot of tenacity. And working with children and working in schools is really hard work, but it's really, really important. And, of course, the government, and I don't want to keep knocking the government, but they don't value it as much. And they don't understand firsthand how important it is and how hard it is. And raising happy, confident, resilient children, working together with families at home and at School. Parental engagement is very important because then everybody lifts themselves up that way.
0: As a society, we grow, and that's what we're looking for. Yes, it is so uplifting to chat with you, Sue. I, I love it. No wonder you are such a popular guest on the sofas of this morning's television shows, and it was just amazing as well. That's uh, 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 brilliant to talk with you. Thank you so much, indeed, uh, folks. If you want to connect uh, with Sue, she's given all of those. But just can you just just all of those down into one number, the URL, and the websites in one go would be lovely.
1: Well, before I go, I Ooh. want you to know that I've released my mental health, parental mental health. Okay and well-being yes. webinar for free. It was behind my paywall in my parenting club, but I wanted to help, and I'm that's what I'm all about, serving and helping. So Thank you. So go to my YouTube channel. It's Sue Atkins, The Parenting Expert. You can just watch it for free. Subscribe to it. Tell your friends. It's just packed with simple, easy, but manageable help around you know your well-being and your mental health but if you're interested in my toddler roadmap just go toddlerroadmap.com my uh, podcast is the same name also though if you want everything from toddler to teenager and beyond uh, go to the and the reason why it's the is because there's a lady called sue atkins sitting on a yacht and it's not me so i Ooh. had to be the one and only sue atkins that's the only reason it's the Sue Atkins but anyway listen join me on Instagram Sue Atkins 18 say hello on Twitter Sue Atkins LinkedIn you name it I'm all over the place and uh, I enjoy trying to help and answer your questions and if you're interested also join me on in peanut which is a really great free app where I'll answer your questions on there too
0: wow i had no idea that's amazing as well and uh, folks if it hasn't become ac- acutely obvious um sue is all cr- incredibly genuine and really authentic and makes a whole difference to us thank you so much for your very 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 valuable time today as well i'm very grateful sue atkins ladies and gentlemen thank you so much
1: and russell thank you for all the work that you do for everybody too
0: bless you mom that's very kind of you to say have a safe and lovely weekend thanks for joining us the Mental Health and Wellbeing Show is a professional all-day event aiming to promote positive mental health through open conversations, keynote talks, signposting people to help in resources, promoting awareness, and sharing real-life experiences of mental illness and recovery. This is the Mental Health and Wellbeing Radio Show with Russell Prue.